Jenna Cartagena. She's in the building. Uh, today was peaceful because I made it peaceful. I slept all day. Uh oh, uh, alarm is in the building. Hi, alarm. Hi, high five. High five, Theo. High five. 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 Yo, happy holiday season. Everybody be careful out there. Today was an amazing day or a big, big day because the vaccines were handed out for the first time today. Whether you want it or you don't is a positive thing. So if you're one of the persons that do not want the vaccine, at least the people who want the vaccine are keep taking it so that this virus could go down. You get it? So everybody, it won't be spread all around. Uh, and so every day I come on the show, we talk about COVID. We talk about protecting yourself. We talk about uh, being safe. Um, is anybody immune to COVID? Like if your wife has COVID, but you don't have it, you test negative. Could you be in a one bedroom apartment laying next to her and know you're not going to get COVID? And so, what I say to that is, yeah, there's rare cases, but what I say to that is, um, if you got a, if you got a, a couple that one of them smokes crack and the other one is clean, have never done drugs in their life, you've seen that over time, years later, four or five years later, they both start smoking crack. So, you know, when I was telling you about a month ago that I ran out my house and I was actually thrown out my house. So I was going, I was staying at Khaled's house. Thank you, Khaled Khaled's. Uh, I was staying at uh, Rich Player's house, Rich the Barber's house. 
I was just floating all over homeless, eat me and my sugar-free ice pops. And uh, and it's because my daughter came back and we heard a rumor that one of her friends that she was with had tested positive for COVID. And so the minute they walk in my house and they tell me that, I run, I grab a bag of clothes, throw my mask on, and I left. I don't believe, uh, you know, this ain't the captain of the ship that the captain has to stay on the ship and get sick too and flow overboard. I think if wifey have it, you gotta leave and quarantine. Let her quarantine, support her, bring her the food, do everything you can with your mask on, but protect everybody. You know, when you're on a plane, they give you the, they, they say, put the mask on yourself first, the oxygen mask on yourself first and so I don't think you not not keeping it real um depends uh me you already know the routine my house Khaled lives five minutes away from me uh my mother's house and so yesterday we had a big scare because th and today I don't want to tell you, but one of my friends owns a restaurant. The whole restaurant, the whole staff got Corona. They got to shut down for two weeks. This is one of my good, good friends. And so every day I keep hearing shit like that. Pretty Lou, I see you. You said no life, no nothing. You're right, Pretty Lou. Man been fighting cancer for five years. The real one, the leukemia. Uh, we with you, Pretty Lou, and we love you. Um, but every day. And... Uh, and so we talk about it. I do all I can to encourage you to be safe. I try my best to be safe. Could I be even stricter? Yes, I could, could not come out my. I, I went at least three three months of my of my life in that crib and never came out. Not even Cali, not nobody. I just stayed in my crib and wouldn't even come outside. Yeah, you could do that. I don't like it. Nobody thinks it's dope. But if that's going to keep us alive, then that's what we got to do. Pretty Lou, you already know I love you. You're my inspiration. Uh, nobody's as strong as you. You're not even fighting for yourself. You're fighting for thousands of people who follow you um, and believe that you'll pull through from cancer. And you're here, unfortunately, in your life fighting a tough battle that you didn't ask for, but it's really to inspire people. And every now and then, if you look up Job in the Bible, and I'm not going to act like I'm the biggest preacher, shout out to Reverend Run. Yesterday, he brought the light. You see my brother DJ Khaled, he's been all about the light. Meaning we not with the dark shit, we out the dark. So whenever you got somebody around you draining you, Draining your soul, draining you, just stay away from them, man. Walk towards the light. If you have thoughts of depression or whatever, walk towards the light. You have to walk towards the light rather than stay there. Anybody can sit there and think about all of this, 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 and, and drown yourself. You drown yourself. In the dark, and the next thing you know, you're depressed, you this, you that. Walk towards the light. I told you I went through depression for two years straight. 
Not the fake depression, the real one. It could be a 90 degree day in the summer and it looked like it was cloudy and it was about to snow for me. Nights I spent in the bathtub where I didn't even have water running, I was just looking at the ceiling. And so being that I went through that already, I'm telling you ahead of time, don't dwell on the negative, walk towards the light. Even if the light is this big, you're in a room, you're trapped, you're kidnapped, wood on the windows, everything, this, this, one little beam of light comes through that thing. That's where you're looking to get out. Go towards the light. Um, Let me see. See if my guest is here yet. Uh, let me tell you something. This next guest, if we get them, because you know we do this for the people for free. You know, you never know if they come, they might get busy, whatever. There's no politics uh, uh, engaged with um, what we got going on here. We for the people. We come on every night to inspire the people. That's the bottom line. And uh, sometimes, you know, Fat Joe, yeah, he gets crazy. But you love it when I get crazy. You know what I'm saying? But this guest is coming is... Uh, is uh, somebody I look up to, you know, somebody who paid the way for brothers like me. Um, and uh, and I love this guy, and, and he supported me. I'll tell you about it when we come, um, when, we, when he comes on, how he supported me as a young guy in the game. Imagine that, I was once a young guy in the game. And this guy, you know, he brought the light to me, right? Share. Uncle Dan says, I know 815, Danny, I know. I'm just uh, talking my shit, you know what I'm saying? Just getting the people ready because uh, they, they're spoiled. My, my, my followers are spoiled because every night they come on here and they don't know who's going to come on here. So they might, you know, they come on here and it's ludicrous. It's, it's uh, Alicia Keys, it's... Uh, AOC, it's uh, Cory Booker, Dr. Fauci. They don't know what's coming. And we work really, really hard behind the scenes. Me, Dre of Cool and Dre, and Azariah, you know, it's a family business. We work really, really hard to entertain you every night to just give you maybe an hour to get your mind off of the shit that's going on out here. All the, all the hard times that the... the, the, the the depression that's out here, the, the dark, you know. Um, and so, you know, that's what we're doing here. Um, once again, shout out to my brother. I see you, E. Philly. You're going to like this one. Shout out my brother, Tone Sunshine. Uh, you know, I love you. I don't, uh, I don't, you know, I, he has a family member who's really, really sick and my heart goes out to him and his family. You know I love you. Uh, Ashante Keisha Cole, I'm going to be honest with you. I love my sister. She FaceTimed me from Africa. I don't know what the hell she's doing in Africa. And my thing is, the battle 
or the verses is in like two, three days. Like, what the hell are you doing in safaris in Africa, Shanti? Get your ass over here. And so she come, bro, and, and giraffes and shit in the background and animals. And my thing is, let me ask you, yo, Nicole, so because it's Christmas, you got like a, a Santa Claus pajama on right now? Yeah, come in. <laughs> Hold on, come here, come here, come here. <laughs> you the best, man. You the best, y'all. Y'all saw I got the little Santa suit on and all that, you know? Uh, Bombs and elf? Oh, Alarm is an elf. The baby alarm boy, he the truth, you know what I'm saying? He 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 the, he the man right there, you know what I'm saying? And uh and but you know, we trying to keep it positive, we trying to keep it uh Christmas. We trying to keep it good vibes, you know, good vibes only. Um, but uh, yeah, Shante hitting me from Africa. I'm saying, yo, you making me nervous, sis. There's a celebration going on. Come here, let me see him. Look, man, look. Look, man, you're an elf. You're an elf. You're an elf. <laughs> and let me tell you something, boy. Them boys, man, God bless them. They so beautiful. Uh, Man, that's all it's about, man. The light, having fun, showing love to our family, man, embracing our family. That's all, man. You know what I'm saying? And um, and so all I'm saying to you is, Ashante, get your ass back. You're having too much fun out there in Africa. We need that versus Keisha Cole, I love you very, very, very much. I'm in trouble. Terrell, we've been talking about this, right? Because they're both my sisters. And they both looked to me as a brother for so 20 we, years. We can't, we can't pick a side, but it's it's sad because with Ashanti, I always pick a side. Right? And and but this is this is a terrible time for me. Have you ever been in a situation where two of your friends is going at it and you like, what could you do? I mean, it's all in fun. So I think I'll just Mind my business and enjoy the verses. Usually, Ashante goes against anybody in the world, and I'm with her. Guns blazing. She's going against Keisha. Keisha, my other sister. Family. She's there, one million percent. You seen all my birthday singing, love. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a hard one, but I think we're going to enjoy this one. Amazing. There's amazing rumor. It's out there, Swiss. It's out there, Timberland. It's a rumor. It's out there. Foxy Brown, Little Kim. It's out there. It's a rumor. It's out there on internet and everything. Man, we're going to have to get fly for that one. We're going to have to show out for that Foxy Brown, Little Kim. If it's true, it might just be a rumor, just like I'm watching Tyson against... Uh, Evander Holyfield, too. You know, you know the internet do whatever they want. But that would be a mean, mean versus Foxy Brown, Little Kim. It's for the culture, huh? E Philly? Yeah, E Philly is crazy. Yeah, E Philly, boy, I tell you, man. All right, let me see if my man is here yet. Has he asked Uncle Dan for the. Uh,
Let's see if my man is here. I told him, give me 15 minutes to talk my shit, and then we go. And so hopefully he's ready. But like I said, someone I look up to. And the thing with this guy, the minute you see him, you know you know him. You grew up watching him work forever. And the minute you see him, you're like, oh, this is the guy from, it's too much accomplishments. You know what I'm saying? You just got to see him. Uh, Brooklyn wins, that's a fact. Brooklyn always finds a way of winning. I see my man Stephen A. Smith going bad on Kyrie Irving today. I seen him going bad. You know what I'm saying? So we got to see what's going on. Kyrie got big shoes to fill. Start December 22nd. I love that basketball's coming back. But him and KD, there ain't no more excuses. They got that boy Doon Widow, whatever his name is. I'll be crazy. Brooklyn needs to produce. Who's in the building? Boom, the biggest show. Uncle Dan, where we at with it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Foxy Little Kim will be up there with the snowman and Gucci. Yeah. You know, it's, it's something that really, really makes sense. You know, uh, the thing that Timberland and Swiss made uh, is really beautiful because this thing would have never happened if it wasn't a pandemic and the world was coming to an end and everybody came together, Patty and Gladys and Brandy and Monica, stuff we would have never, never seen in our life. So what we want to see is LL Cool J and not LL Cool J. He's there. Okay, let me see. You know, what we want to see is that Foxy that can make sense, that Gucci man that that uh Jeezy made sense. Uh so Uncle Dan, I don't see him. Yeah, tell him, uh, yo, I tell him he could come in the comments because my people they waiting, they waiting, they want, they want to see it. They smell blood, they taste, these are connoisseurs, even if they vegan, they want to see what's going on tonight. Can Joe pull it off again for nine months straight? And guess what? We don't want to see the same guy or girl we've seen for nine months. We want somebody new. Huh? That's what the big, big show is about. Huh? You want to see somebody new every day. Let's see what Joe could do. <laughs> Woo-wee. I want you to get his yawning from Uncle Dan. Oh, Is that the way they spell it? No, no, that ain't it. That's what it was. Uh, it's on. Ladies, yeah, 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 yeah. We got him now. We got, because he got imposters. When you're a superstar, like, 
Louis Guzman, you got like Louis Guzman 101, Louis Guzman from the hood, Louis Guzman, but you know, you got people trying to be you on the Instagram, but, but you know, we got to find the original. Get us out, Wadi. What's up, bro? How are you, bro? A blessing to you. Yo, Louis Guzman, uh, we love you. You've been in the game for 40 years. You've kept it true to your roots. You've always been a real one. Uh, if they don't know you, they know you. They, we've seen you in so many TV shows, so many movies, uh, an incredible actor. And me personally, I want to thank you before we go on because many years ago when I first came out, I shot my second video and I had asked you to get in the video and you did it for me. And you was already a huge star, huge success. And you said, here goes this little Puerto Rican brother trying to make it. Because at the time, I was a little Puerto Rican brother. <laughs> we didn't know that uh, Joe was going to make it big. And you came through for me. And I've, been, I've always been in debt to you for that. And I ain't going to lie to you. Every time I see you in person, it touches the back of the brain. Like, wow, this man was here for me when I need him. And I, and I first started. And I appreciate you for that. And I'm always in debt to you for that. Well, my brother, I just want to tell you, I'm proud of you. You know, I remember how we all came up back. You know, and um, this, I checked out a few, and I'm happy that you're doing this for the community, especially in these times. But we got we got a good history, and uh, we're going to keep it moving. Absolutely. Lou, let me tell you, you look great, bro. You, you look fucking great. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, now nah, you're looking great. You're looking better than ever right now. I'm not lying to you. I don't know what you've been doing in COVID. How you been? How you been maintaining to keep the weight down during COVID, staying safe? Um, well, right now I'm in North Carolina and I'm shooting a show. Like and uh, it's really, a I get I get COVID tested every three days. Got to deal with like social distancing, which is huge here. I uh, really don't go out anywhere. So I go to work and I come home, you know, and I do a lot of cooking. Uh, here at home, I do, I do yoga, brother. I do stretching, you know. I dance in the kitchen. I keep myself active, you know what I mean? But you know, I, Lou, uh, to your credit. Go off to the races. You know, Lou, to your credit, you've been in the game over 40 years. At one time, people shied away from being Boricua, from being Puerto Rican or being black. You know, if you was light-skinned enough to say you was white, they was doing that. If you was uh, Puerto Rican and you didn't want to be that and you want to be something else, you would say you something else, right? Um, but you never shied away from that. You always said, I'm Puerto Rican, I'm from New York, and I'm proud of it. At a time when nobody was breaking down doors like that, what was that like and what made you say, I mean, obviously you look Boricua, but what made you say, Yo, I'm going to wave this flag and I'm going to be who I am because a lot of our people try to be something else to get accepted. Well, I, I, I think the beautiful thing about our people, about Boricuas in general, we are a very diversified race, man, you know, because, you know, we carry, we carry a, a African DNA, a European DNA, and a Caribbean DNA, you know. And so, brother, I, I got to tell you, man, people have asked me, am I Cuban? Am I Colombian? Am I Mexican? You know, am I from Venezuela? You know, stuff like that. So I just try, I mean, look, first of all, I'm proud to be Boricua, Puerto Rican. 
I was born in Puerto Rico, raised in New York City, you know. But the thing is that I reflect a whole Latin nation pretty much, you know. Mm -hmm. I've done all those roles, you know. And, um, you know, uh, I give a lot of credit to people like, like Raul Julia because he opened a lot of doors back in the day. You know, he was a phenomenal actor, Boricua, you know. But the man knew Shakespeare, you know, he did a great movie, uh, Kisses the Spider Woman, uh, back in the day. Uh, another one, Rita Moreno. You know, so there's like a lot of people that, you know, when I came onto the scene back in like 1985, feels like 400 years ago, you know, we were we were always the uh, the drug dealers and the matadores, stuff like that, you know? So little by little, I grew out of that, you know, because, People, I guess, you know, directors and producers, they just saw my ability and stuff like that, you know. And so I, I, I champion, you know, to be diverse, diverse in the acting world and stuff like that. You know, one question that people always ask me is like, when is Hollywood going to give Latinos a break? And brother, I've, I've heard that for so long, for so long. I don't even answer that question anymore because... It's on, it's on us to give ourselves a break. I mean, but it, we, we, you know, we have writers, we have directors, actors. You know, what we, what we need is among our own people, like, yo, put up the money, here, go do a movie. Boom. You know? Because we're, we're talented. You know, that's, I don't where know we at, that's where we at with it right now, Louis. Like, I got a movie sold to our Warner brother. It's called King Cato. And it's based on my man from Chicago who, you know, he eventually got killed by Little Chopper. It's a long story, but uh, that's where we at now. That's, that's where I feel you're at, we at, and we got we to gotta take the baton and take it to another level and start shooting our own series, our own movies, our own, you know, this is the time right now to get that done. Yeah, because, you know, like I started, a production company recently with my son, Sami, uh, called Dark Rabbit Pictures. And right now, our first project is going to be finishing a documentary that I shot. I went homeless for three days in New York City in March. And uh, I lived in the streets because I just wanted to give a, a face to homeless people, you know? And, and uh, probably the hardest thing I ever did, brother, the first night I slept in the street, the second night I slept in the shelter, you know. Um, so we're, we're Did they notice you, Louis, at all? Did they notice you? First in three days, brother. What, what, because, you know, I grew my beard. I had, I had these, like, thick frame glasses and stuff. You know, who, you know who noticed me more than people? Dogs. People's dogs. They would growl at me. They would bark at me, you know. You know, you know, Lou, uh, I often drive past homeless people and see people talking to themselves and see them there. And it tears my heart apart because for one, mental illness. For two is everybody has their own unique story and we judge them all as a population. Yeah. I mean, what are some of the, the, the realest things you learn doing this documentary uh, that surprised you? Uh, number one, how lonely it is to be, 
to be among thousands of thousands of people and, and feel lonely and to feel by yourself and to feel that the only person you have to talk to is you. Because when you're walking down the street and people see a homeless person, they turn their head. I felt that. Um, I got delirious the second day. And uh, I made a sign. I sat on the steps of the New York Public Library and I made a sign in cardboard. And the sign said, I see you. See me? You know? And this little old lady walked up, was walking into the library. She stopped. She looked down at me and she said, I see you. That one person made my day, you know? And, and uh, I've shown, I've shown the, a rough cut of the documentary in a few places, and so many people have walked up with, like, tears in the eyes saying, you know, I've been... Powerful, because it's something we've all thought about. Uh, it's the elephant in the room. It's something we've all looked. If we're compassionate, if we love people, if we're about human, uh, human beings... We look at it and we just say, Konya, what happened? What made this person snap? What, what, why are they like that? Are, are they all drug addicts? Are they all drunks? They're not. You know, what people don't realize is, you know, there's like a lot of people that take care of their parents, of their elderly parents. And they don't work. You know, they, they're home, taking care of the parents, living off their Social Security or their pension. And when those parents die and that person doesn't have a job, they get evicted, and those people end up homeless, you know? And there's also people that go through psychological stuff. You know, they go through, through mental breakdowns, and they kick, either get kicked out of their house, or they just don't go home because it's like, you know, there's nothing to go home to, you know? All homeless people are not addicts, are not alcoholics, you know? There's, like, a lot of psychological stuff, social... You know, I, I, I be feeling bad, uh, Lewis, because sometimes I'm at the light, homeless guys asking for money. I'm in the Rolls Royce. You know, I used to be in the streets. I used to hustle. The last thing I'm going to do is give him some money so he could go buy some crack or some heroin. Um, and sometimes I feel bad about it because I got a pocket full of money. And I'm like, uh, and my daughter always tells me, your dad, you want to give and and. You know, I got like a no tolerance policy of giving somebody money to use drugs, whether it's a family member, it's a brother, it's a, you know, and uh, and I'm conflicted at those times. Well, you know, you know what I do in those situations, you know, if if at all possible, I ask somebody, yo, you want to eat? Can I get you something to eat? You know, mm -hmm. if I have if I had hat and hat and gloves on. My hat, you want my gloves, you know, because it's real easy for me to go get something, get another pair. Yo, Lou, let me ask you something. Did anybody pass you anything to eat while you did the documentary? Say that again? Did anybody give you something to eat? Did anybody walk up with a Burger King or a McDonald's and say, here, bro, you hungry? I, I was walking I was walking down the street. I saw a guy with a pizza box. I go, yo, can I have that? The guy didn't even look at me. He gave me the pizza box. There were two and a half slices there. It was cold, but that was the best pizza I've ever had in my life, bro. Yeah, and and, and, and that's that, that's a beautiful thing. You grew up Lower East Side, right? Lower East Side, yeah. Well, I grew up born in Puerto Rico. Then, you know, my family, we lived in Cortona Park in the South Bronx for a minute. That's where I'm from. And then from there, we went to uh, Chelsea. We lived in Chelsea for a bit. 
And then we went, we lived in the West Village from like 1960 to 1969. And then 1969, my family moved to Lower East Side and we've been there since. Um, a lot of drugs out there. Uh, a lot of everything. Lower East Side, people don't understand. That was actually the hub of the whole entire drug trade in New York City. P they would feed the rest of the city with yep. drugs. And um, because it was close to, you know, whatever. And um, what was it like to, to, to chase your dream of being an actor and not getting caught in that life? Because growing up in the Lower East Side, you walk right out the door and your boys are making money. You walk outside the door, your boys are getting high. Um, what was that like to dodge that life? Well, you know, look, I wasn't perfect, you know, because I used to dip and dab. I never dealt, though. You know, but my thing was that uh, I just that nobody ever retired from being a drug dealer. Mm. Nobody retired with a pension from being a drug dealer. And, uh, you know, you used to see, man, you know, guys that grew up together start taking each other out because people get greedy for money and stuff like that. It's like, you know, I just didn't want that kind of life. And plus, I had a conscience, you know. I used to hang out a lot at the New York Rican Poets Cafe, back at the original one, back in the day. Mm. You know, I have people like Chino Garcia, who was a community activist, God who bless. to this day is one of my mentors. You know, so I, I hung out with community activists. I hung out with poets. I hung out with with, with musicians. Yeah, smoke my weed. You know, I drink my wild Irish back in those days, stuff like that. But I just never gravitated to, you know, dealing drugs because my conscience it was. Yo, we're killing our own people, you know? This is this is like like we're creating genocide, we're putting genocide on ourselves, you know. So I didn't shift to that, you know, because again my conscience was pretty clear and stuff. Like acting, I tell you bro, acting, it was an accident. I was a social worker at Henry Street. Uh, one day a couple of kids didn't show up to my program, went out into the street looking for them. I ran into Miguel, who I hadn't seen in years, and he told me, 2014 show, once you see get a part, I didn't think nothing of it. I went in. Three weeks later, I'm co-starring here in Miami. And Joe, this is the guy down the street. All I wanted was enough money to car, drive to Orchard Beach on the weekends, and not have to take the train and the bus. I swear, if that's what I would have done, that's all I would have done. So let me ask you something, Louis. Louis. So you are, uh, so so you was one of the what you was in Section Five, Orchard Beach, on a Sunday. You was in there. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, baby. Yo, they was throwing down. You got the Acapulias, you got the Mirawas, you got the Southside, you got the. Oh yeah, and then we go um, and wait for the sun to go down because we have to sober up. <laughs> you know, Louis, I, um, uh, also the elephant in the room is we can talk about everything. You've done everything from uh, Narcos to Boogie's Nights to taking the Pelham to the Bone Collector, Puerto Ricans in Paris, Dumb and Dumber, Crocodile Dundee, Journey to the Mystery. I mean, over 40 years, but obviously, believe it or not, your breakout role is in Carlitos' way. Oh, yeah. Pachanga. 
Sometimes yeah. it bees like that. That's right. Um, what was it like the last time Al Pacino played a Latino with Scarface? You know, you you, you know, what was it like when, when when you got that role for Carlitos where you was like, on your yo, this is gonna be fucking, you know, this is epic right here. This is the city, this is the the time. You know, what was that like when you got that role? And how did you get that role? Well, bro, it's funny how it happened. So uh, the night before I would audition, my uh, my brother team and and uh, my cousin Eric came over to my apartment and they were hanging out in Square Park, you know, over, and they found this leather jacket, bro. This leather jacket, all these zippers. And it was like, oh shit, that's a character. And it's like, that's something Pachanga would wear. So they gave it to me, and I wore that jacket to the audition. So I went in, and I started reading my lines. And Brian the Palmer said, he starts cracking up. And I'm like, oh, shit, fuck, you know? So I did it. I got in. I got out. The time I got home, the, the light was going on and off, and it was Bonnie Timmerman who was casting them. And I knew before my agent, and she said, yo, Papa, you got to out of Pachanga. And that's how it happened. And, you know, I didn't know how it was going to turn out or nothing like that, but, you know, Edwin Torres wrote it, the New York State Supreme Court judge, pretty badass, a very eloquent writer, Boricua. You know, I did two movies that, that of two of his books, Cardiqua and Q&A. And, um, and so when I got that role, bro, for, for one, I'm like, I didn't think about Al Pacino, you know, from Scott. I thought about Al Pacino from Dog Day Afternoon at Serpico. So for Dog was badass. That was a badass movie, bro. You know, so. Uh, uh, Serpio, Serpio, uh, when he's the cop that, get, that gives in the other cop and they set him up, that was a mean. Oh yeah, but movie. But let me let me tell you, man. Um, I was nervous because I, here I am working with my idol, you know. And I had to call one of my boys, you know, because table reading. I said, "Yo, you know," and my boy, my boy said it the best. He said the best thing. He said, "Papa, you grew up in this shit. You mm. know, like, like you know what it tastes like. You know, and you have to steering, take it and go." And that was the best advice anybody ever gave me. And so, you know, I did, and, you know, and we had a great cast, you know, John Leguizamo, you know, it's a... Uh, uh, I mean, Benny Blanco. Benny Blanco played one of the... Co you? Benny Blanco played one of the coldest roles in the universe. That was Benny Blanco from the Bronx, bro. Yo, and I know Benny Blanco was still looking over his back every fucking day. <laughs> yo, yo, so listen, so Louis, uh, I learned from movies. It, it, you know, in in uh, one of my favorite movies is uh, with Chaz Palmieri, uh, Bronx Tale. Oh, yeah. And when he tells Cologido, Cologido keeps chasing this guy who owes him $12 or whatever. He, he said, look, look at it this way. You got rid of that guy for $12, right? So I learned, you know, when I when I got shot one time, I was bullying a guy that owed me like 
$10 and I had a bunch of money, you know, I was hustling and I kept bullying him. And one day he turned on me cause he was scared of me and shot me twice. And so from Carlito's way, I learned that if a young kid is the next one up, you show him a little love when he says, yo, call your fat, yo, what's up my brother? Yo, what's going on? Yo, 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 what's up? You know, yeah. I felt like Benny Blanco, all he wanted was that acknowledgement for Carlito, but Carlito was so arrogant because he was the big dog. He was like, yo, man, I ain't saying shit to this guy. But every now and then, you got to embrace the ones coming up. And I think that was Carlito's mistake. Yeah, because, you know, you know the mistake, too, is like Carlito was old school and Benny Blanco was the new school coming up. So it's like you say, you know, there was no love and stuff like that. You know, that, that, that young guy, he couldn't take the risk, you know? It means putting a plug in you. That's what he's going to do because now he's making a name for himself. So it's shame that it has to be that way. Be that way. And you told him. You said, Carlito, we got to kill this guy. He's a dangerous guy. Let's kill him. Yo, he yo. said, nah, 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 nah. And that was, that was his demise. We would have been up to Carlitos' weight 12 right now. He would have listened to me. You would have just kept going with it. You would have, you would have been in there somewhere, yo. <laughs> you know, I was mad. But I was mad, Louis, because you know our brother Mark Anthony, our sister J-Lo. I honestly believe I gave him the, the idea to do the cantante. Me. Because... When it was the style of wearing these shirts with a person's face on it. I mean, for a whole fucking year, while Lean Back was number one, I would wear Hector Labo's face on my shirt all the time. MTV Awards, wherever. And I remember I get in a conversation with them, and Mark Anthony's like, you see, I'll tell you that Hector Labo's the man. He's telling J-Lo all that, right? One day we hanging out. Next thing you know, they make the movie. I said, damn, man, I could have been a fucking doorman something in that motherfucker. Like, I wanted a bartender. I could have gave some, lit somebody a cigar just to be a part of that. Um, and, you uh, and, and so you, you know, you played so many, so many roles. I want to say, uh, so when I first, because I was young, and, you know, we got Tony Montana tattooed on our arm. The whole terror squad got it, right? So when Carlito's Way first came out, I liked it, but didn't love it. Because I was thinking it's going to be Scarface shooting a million people. And then as years went on, I saw the beauty of the movie and was like, oh my God, this is one of the most amazing movies of all time. You know, once you get off the shoot em up bang back, bang back aspect of it, and you, and you really get into the movie, it's one of the most beautiful movies ever done. I yeah. want to go into... Uh, Traffic, because I've always had the greatest crush on Catherine Zeta-Jones. I've always, like, what was that like, traffic, doing traffic with Don Cheadle? I mean, you worked with some of the biggest heavyweights, but that movie right there, Frankie Flowers, all that, uh, what was that like? Well, number one, Catherine is a wonderful human being. She was really sweet, you know. Uh, I was thrilled to work with her. She's a very beautiful woman. 
Uh, is she banging in person, Louis? That's all I want. You know, you see a girl on Instagram, she might look good. You see her in person. Is Catherine Zeta banging in person? Is she looking yeah. like, holy she's shit? She's naturally beautiful. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, but, um, you know, but, but the thing is, you know, working with Don Cheeto, bro, let me tell you something, bro. Don and I, we never talked about our scenes. We would go in. We would tell our director, Steve Stoddenberg, yo, let's, sh let's just shoot it. We wouldn't even rehearse the shit. And then we end up improvising half the scenes and stuff like that. So we had, we had a great, great chemistry, you know? Um, I, love, I love that movie. I love the whole story, you know, working with Tambien Benicio was in it. You know, so we had good we got really good representation in that story. Man, that was an amazing story. And I can see how y'all did that. It's similar to like nowadays. At first I didn't. But nowadays when I record music, I don't even want to listen to the music. I don't want to I want to go in the studio and then play the music and let me come up with the song on the spot. Like improvise and get fresh ideas. And, you know, it might be shit me and you talking about. And I'll go up to the studio. We play the music and I'm just all in there. I don't want to like the art to be premeditated. So you guys are like, yo, I know you, you know me, you know what we're supposed to do here. Let's go off the top. Yeah. And that's what we did. That's what we did with all of our things. Salute the, salute the OG, man. Salute yeah. the OG. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to Yo, salute the OG. Bless up. <laughs> nah, that, that, that's a, a, yo, that's a legend. Yeah, 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 Lou, I think he trying to look like a, you, bro. This no, guy. But, Stole your look, man. I ain't gonna lie. I told my, I told my agent like, I can we ain't do no movie together yet. Me and you, like, it, me and you together. I'm telling you, it's gonna be big. It's gonna be big. I'm ready, baby. Listen, the dialogue with me and you back and forth going out, it's gonna be big. I'm telling you, that boy swag and all that. You know what I'm saying? And as long as we survive at the end, we're fucking good, y'all. <laughs> We'll do part 12. Nah, I just yeah. want to send my love, brother, man. Happy holidays. God bless you. Congrats bless you. on everything. You. you know what I mean? Boricua. That's right, baby. Yeah. That's right. You know what I'm saying? You're Louis, man. <laughs> you know, I broke in this house and did the show from his house, you know? Yo, this, this, this is what I want to tell you, Joe. Uh, I, got, I, got, I got to tell you some things, Joe. So first of all, I'm really proud of you, man. Um, uh, um, some time ago... You posted something about your son, you know, and your son and and uh, about his autism and stuff, you know. And I want to tell you, bro, that really touched me, man. I was really proud of you for that. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. a lot of people, you know, we could be entertainers and all this stuff, but at the end of the day, we are a real person. We are men. We are fathers, you know, and and you really touched me. You know, when you spoke about your son. And I'm happy that you did that. Well, you know, too. we're like regular people. You know what happened, um, Louis, that, you know, my son, I always try to protect him because I chose this life of being a public figure. You know, I got to have thick skin. If people talk about me or disrespect me in any way, you know, my son is autistic and, and, and we love him and we raise him my whole life. And that's one thing I can't do is handle people disrespecting my family or anything like that. So that's why I've always been private with my son. 
but um, I know there's a bunch of parents out there that are, are suffering from the same things and going through the hard things. It's not easy having an autistic son or daughter, you know, and a lot of people run away from it. You know what I'm saying? And you know, what's crazy, um, Lou, and I know people get mad at me. Well, well, the other side get mad at me, but you know, when he was born, his mother said to give him to adoption that she couldn't raise him. And my mother and father was like, fuck that, he's ours. And so we raised little Joey. And, and let me tell you something, this kid's the happiest kid in the world. All he knows is love. All he knows is we, we show him nothing but love. This guy smiles 24 hours a day. Like, all he does is smile and have fun. But, you know, it's a real heartbreaking story with my son because, you know, he's never had no, you know, the door's always been open for uh, his mother or his, uh, his, he got brothers and sisters to, to, to see their brother or whatever the case may be. And they really chose not to support him. So the only thing that bothers me when I look at Joey is, cause he got everything he needs. But the only thing that bothers me with him is like, damn man, his mom's never ever saw him again. You know, his, his brothers and sisters, you know, it's supposed to be one of them to cross the line and be like, yo, that's my brother. Can yeah. I see him? You know what I'm saying? So it's so so in a way he's not lonely because we give him all the love and all the warmth. But that's what bothers me when it when it when it comes to him is you know and just and just the feedback is so many parents hit me up so many uh, parents and you know I think I got to do more for like autistic kids. You know what I mean? I think I got to I got to do more because what happens is. Once they become uh, adults, so so-called adults, but you still got to take care of them. Um, once the school is over, and you try to take them to any type of program so they can talk to other kids, they're dirty. They're like you know, and so pretty much they all wind up staying home where they don't have a place to uh, socialize with other autistic, you know, young adults. You know what I mean? So that's something in the back of my mind. Shout out to Sexy Steph. Her son is autistic, and she's been drilling that in my head as well. And a lot of parents hit me up in the DM, and her name is Joe. You know, my kid is autistic. It's Stephanie Mills. Her son just wrote a book. He's autistic. Yeah, there you go. And, uh, and he's so beautiful, you know. And, and so I guess when you got that, you know, you know, when I see another autistic kid, you know, my heart just, you know, love. You know, that that's one thing where you can catch Fat Joe off guard and love because I know what I deal with my son and when I see another autistic kid and somebody says, take a picture, immediately the smile comes to my face, I embrace the kid. I, I think weird too, like maybe the kid knows I got a kid that's autistic. You, you so, got what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, and I, I also, I don't know, you know this show that uh, for my, I have five kids I adopted four of them. You know, so you know that is amazing. So as as fathers, you know, you with an autistic son, and me with four beautiful uh, adopted kids, and and my daughter Luna. You know, like I said, man, it's we're good people, bro. We're good people. You know, we <laughs> we had to learn things, man. We had to learn a lot, but you know, we took on the task, you know, and we done the, the best that we can, you know. You know, I don't know if you know, I started this show with a gran combo, right? To Mexique Brujeria. Every black family heard that motherfucker at six in the morning 
next door from the Puerto Rican family. Uh, who are some of your favorite Sarsettos and why? Well, first of all, definitely way up there, El Gran Combo, Chel Feliciano, Mark Anthony. I don't think a day goes by that I don't listen to one of his songs. You know, and plus, that's our brother. You know? You know, he, 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 he called me on here on my birthday. I celebrated my birthday. He came on, and, and, and I was groupied out. I couldn't believe Mark Anthony was on the Fat Joe show. And that's our brother. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's that. He's that serious. Bro. Right, um, Louis? Bro, years ago, years ago, he showed up with the band to a club Buddies were celebrating my birthday party. He showed up with the band and they played for two hours in New York years ago. That's that's that, that's a brother there, you know. Uh, Hector Lavon, you know, I love Hector Lavon. You know, um, my favorite Puerto Rican singer of all time, I gotta say, is Danny Rivera because that man's voice is an instrument and he's beautiful, you know. So. Yeah, bro, but you know, man, you just put out some salsa music. I'm on the dance floor. That's it, brother. We're done. That's right. Let me ask you a question. Um, so Casa Delas, you know, with Low East Side, we got to talk. You know, Jimmy's Cafe's out. Jimmy's our brother. Right? Jimmy is, that's it. His home team. Brother, one million percent. And then from the Low East Side, is Casa Delas. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I knew the lady, man, she rests in peace. Every time I'm in New York, I go there. Uh, what What are your favorite uh, Latino restaurants in New York? Well, definitely, definitely Casa Adela. Definitely Jim. You know? See, I'm not going to lie to you. That's pretty much the only two I go to. Me you too. Know? That's all I need. That's all I Me need. Me too. You know? Me too. And um in LA, I always go to this uh to this Joy Cuban restaurant called Floridita. Where they got yeah. salsa on Mondays. Yeah. You've been there before? Hell yeah, bro. But there's also another place called Mambo in in uh in Glendale. Cuban restaurant, badass. Oh yeah. man, I gotta go there because I go Floridita. Let me tell you something. They have the softest roasted chicken you ever ate in your life in that Florida. It falls off the bone. And them beans are serious. And they dancing south up, man. Shout them out. Uh, yo, Louie, I love you, man. I thank you for coming on here. Uh, thank you. We worship you. We proud of you. And we see you. We right see up. you, man. My love Remember that. And my love to the family. Un abrazo. And we'll be in touch, pa. I will. I love you, Louie, man. God bless you, man. Thank you, Father. Peace, my brother. Peace out. Man, God, this guy trying to make me cry. You don't know who I know? You don't know who I know? This man trying to make me cry. Fuck. He almost had me there. Jerry Maguire moment. Fuck Jopra. You know, Louis Guzman, man. It's a living legend. Pachanga. Boricua. Al Lindstrom, what's up? Manuel Lewis, what's up? Oh, wow.
I mean, and this guy means so much uh, to the game, to the culture. Um, and we got to preserve this guy. You know, guys like this, uh, we got to protect these guys. These guys are monuments. These guys are like pillars of the community and people we got to protect. You know, it's a big, big show. You write a manual. This the big, 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 biggest show in the game. And you know, I try to lay off the big, 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 big because my my goddaughter, uh, Mackie, uh, Remy says, yo, you gotta stop that big, big shit because she walking around the house just saying big, 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 big all day, and she tired of the shit. So, but um. You know, here, we give the flowers, we support, we love our legends, and you can get the job done through love. And that's all we try to do, is get the job done through love. And yes, you're spoiled. You had Reverend Run yesterday. Waleek, what's up? You had Reverend run yesterday, and now you got Pachanga. I don't even know who you got tomorrow. Vintage Frames, what's up? Um, I don't, you know, I know I got somebody tomorrow. Book somebody tomorrow. I just don't remember. I'm going crazy at this uh, point. I don't know what's going on. But all I know is I'm trying to work. I'm trying to bring you the biggest and the best. Yo, Serge, I came to Khaled's house just to watch that show. I don't have Amazon Prime in my house. Don't ask me why. We don't. So I come to Khaled's house, his movie theater, and, and they got this shit called Gangs of London. This series called Gangs of London, that is phenomenal. When I say phenomenal, it's called Gangs of London. If you want that shoot 'em up bang bang, Matter of fact, don't watch this before uh, uh, going to sleep. <laughs> don't watch this before going to sleep. This shit's so real. This game's in London. I ain't even gonna lie to you. I took an old man nap during the day just so I could watch like three, four episodes tonight of Gangs of London. Uh, I'm all in that. And, uh, you know, Boricuas out there, um, Louis Guzman is a national treasure. Um, and he is forever. And we will support him forever and we love him and we thank him for coming on here. Shout out to Uncle Dan making this happen. Shout out to Jimmy uh, because our connection to Trifecta is me, Jimmy Rodriguez from Jimmy's Cat and, and Louis Guzman. Do me a favor. Uh, put God first. Believe in God. Never stop believing in God. Love God, man. And this COVID shit is almost over, but protect yourself. Too many people. Yesterday I heard of 20 people with COVID. 20 people with COVID. Today, a good friend of mine that I love, love, love dearly, and I hope everything is okay, had to shut his restaurant because 20 of the staff caught COVID. And so we ain't gonna be able to wish this away. We ain't gonna be able to hope it goes away. 
Uh, we, this has, I see you, Dre. We need them in the Fat Joe movie. You're right. Listen, guys, the Fat Joe book is almost done, right? Uh, it's going to be the biggest book, no doubt in my mind, bestseller, no question. Nobody, trust me. Uh, they can't. These rappers cannot. They've all had great books. They Not with what the shit I've been through and what I'm talking about. And so we're going to immediately turn that into a series. And, uh, and we've been talking to the higher ups in Hollywood about turning the Fat Joe life into a series, the Fat Joe book into a series immediately. Um, and definitely we're going to have to beg Bachanga to come. We're going to pay him his price. But we, he got to be my teacher something. He got, he got to be something in there. Uh, I love you guys. It's the big, big show. Look to the light. Y'all already know what it is. I'll see you tomorrow night. I do not know who I have. I'm sure somebody big has slipped my mind. But uh, it's somebody big. Uh, oh, I know who it is. I don't want to tell you who. That's crazy. Uh Latinos back to back. This is a, a, a female. She's a Latina. Very big. Uh, somebody who I really, really got love for. It's going to be big tomorrow. I'll see y'all tomorrow. Jesse K, uh, Brooklyn Babe, uh, Michael Mad, um, A Butler, your AB. What's up? Billy Blunt, your AB, man. I love you, my brother. Uh, me and Billy was talking about you the other day. Um, shout out to Success Clothing. And everybody who supports the show every single day. Thank you. I love you. Peace.